James always has to go first. Okay. It's just his oh, thing. Gotcha. I, oh, okay. Were you an only child? And the big chair. No, I have. No, honestly, if you want the chair, you no. Oh, you have a sister. You have a sister that you don't talk sisters. to. This is two sisters you don't talk to? Yeah, one's nine years older, the other's seven years younger. Do you, so I'm sort of an do only you talk child. to either of them? No, not really. Right. That so you're, is quite a range for your parents to have been boning. My 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 hmm. dad fooled around. He was a player. Hmm. You know, like me. Do, how do you feel about Nagin talking about your parents boning does that is that comfortable can we uh, i have that that? image now in my head let's introduce (laughs) nagin this is nagin nagin farsad hi nagin hi uh james altitcher stephen dubner with nagin and and nagin we're happy to have you here for so many different reasons but (laughs) especially because first it's not the first time she's been on question of the day let's remind everybody you hosted you were the mc of our live question of the day which was extremely fun and thank you for having Glad me. Glad you thought so. Oh my you, god, you that was a... like the funnest day of my life. Was it? It really was. Well, that was the day you finally got to do stand up comedy. And <laughs> it wasn't was, it good? Yes. You were actually you were great. You were actually both really good. Thank you. You know, you have a career. I think what you I mean think by you that need is to start out with some open mics. Okay, don't take it too seriously at first. And because this was a closed it. mic where we had access. <laughs> no, but it's true. Yeah, like it was basically exactly. our fa- friendly audience. We should just like surprise an audience, right? And, who and know who don't know you? I, that's the one criticism I had. I sent the because I, I recorded it and I sent the recording to a friend of mine. My friend said, "Yeah, this is great. I laughed, but you were unfair. Uh, it's, you cheated. It's, it's not. It's not a fair." assessment of whether you could do this or not because you had a friendly audience. Right. Uh, You did. And also, what I always tell people is like, when you start doing stand-up, you should go in front of open mics. Never tell your friends or family for like a year. (laughs) Is that how you started? Yeah, I was actually very secretive about it. I I used to think stand-up is for for people who don't have friends. Like, you you go on stage alone and just start talking. Like, I just thought it was ridiculous. And I was always doing sketch, and I was always part of a team, and I didn't, you know, I just thought it was dumb. So when you started doing stand-up that wasn't sketch, did you spend a lot, like, for every one minute of act, how, how much time do you think you spent writing that minute or preparing that minute i mean um god that's a that's a really good question i would say for every one minute you of act you probably have put in like i don't know an like several hours i mean it takes time to get you know one minute is like a bit a minute and a half is like an average bit for me because when when you were the mc and steven and i did that comedy night that we all did uh i would say for every minute I put in like a week's worth of work. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, that was the worst month of my life leading up to that because I was but you so loved scared. It. You... I loved it. At the, once I got on the mic, for some reason I felt like this huge rush of energy hit me, and I loved it. Like yeah. those six seven minutes. I also did jam a vial of adrenaline in your butt right as you walked up. I, I don't know if you knew that. that. Yeah. Very I thought, subtle. I knew, <laughs> it was very subtly I knew something done. felt really good going up my. <laughs> Then, but I didn't really understand why. Um, but, but but this does lead to my first question. Wait, before you ask your questions, uh, I'm going to get to interview interrupt you one time, James. That's our thing. He interrupts me. Mm-hmm. I, uh, no, I, interrupt, I interrupt you a lot. But I interrupt Nagin, you more. before we start, uh, I want to just know, and I want everybody listening to know, what book and or movie and or podcast are you working on at this very moment? <laughs> Um, also on the Earwolf Network, where Question of the Day is housed, um, you can find my new podcast, Fake the Nation. Which and is I sh- can, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Can I say we invited you here knowing nothing about the fact that you had a new podcast? At least I didn't. 
I so knew, I knew is, that was the whole thing. She has a new podcast. Oh, We're helping her promote. Oh, really? It. Like, it feels oh, I didn't like know that. You I thought this should have really done, done some preparation. <laughs> I thought this was. I thought this was anti-log before in, she came on like, here. <laughs> I thought this was anti-log rolling, and then it just turned out to be log rolling. Anyway, By the way, I, I, I need to interrupt one second. Don't mention your book because that's related to my question. Now go ahead. Okay, Ooh, I a won't. lot of rules. Okay, so, so anyways, a podcast, the podcast called Fake the that Nation. You didn't know about is called Fake the Nation. Though he did subscribe to it right in front of my face. Uh, the just way before we started should. taping. And um, and then the other uh, thing I have going on is a movie called Third Street Blackout, which is a romantic comedy set in the blackout oh. after Hurricane Sandy, when Manhattan. Well, half of Manhattan was taken over um, with no electricity. Did you find romance in that hurricane? I had roma- romance, and it escalated into a thing. Um, wait, and you wait, met what? the person during the blackout? I didn't meet the person during the blackout, <laughs> yeah, but I had like a, a a dude that wasn't serious who became serious during the blackout. How? Like, were you you just ran into each other in the hallway? Did like, he hey, just look? The the there, the there was something about having to like make eye contact all the time and not having the distraction of, of phones or something. We started like... You know, playing like making up dumb songs on my piano, and uh, you know, I live on Third Street, which is the other uh, spoiler alert. That is true. <laughs> um, so, so Third Street Blackout is available on all of the digital platforms. But the the interesting like addendum to all that is that um, that relationship did not work out. So mm-hmm. screw that end? guy. How did it end? Because I'm always curious how things end. It's never because James has a lot of ways to end relationships, and he's always <laughs> looking for more. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just curious. People always say, "Oh, it ended. It was amicable. We're friends now." It's never amicable. So how did it actually it, end? I mean, I. I so that's a real. I mean, it kind of ended in a really anticlimactic. Um, not ghosting, but it was just like a slowing down of our situation. It was like we were, you know, hanging out like multiple nights a week, and then suddenly we weren't. Uh, or suddenly it was like a couple nights, and then it was like, huh, are we going to hang out again? I don't know. And then. And when you would opt not to hang out, what would you do instead? Laundry? See uh, that doesn't friends. sound like you were opting. I out. Oh, you were, you were the opter? The, op- the opted. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, he was a terrible match for me. Mm. So I wasn't not, you know, opting, um, but I wasn't, I, I actually have a hard time ending relationships so that I will I will drag something out beyond its useful life. Well, J- James can help you there. <laughs> I'm very good at ending relationships. So. How, how did you end your last relationship? Um, I made sure the landlord threw us out of our apartment and threw out all of my belongings, 99% of my belongings. And then that's how I ended it. That <laughs> is had, a no, very large no way of ending it. <laughs> <laughs> but I highly recommend that this is, technique. But it's, sounds, but it's pretty concrete. It's it, hard to crawl back into that But just logistically, one. it also oh. sounds not fun. Like you could have done that in a way for yourself oh, it was that like, was less <laughs> logistically it was like, nightmarish. It was like searching for Bobby Fischer level of complexity. <laughs> like we were, we were, it was a game of chess. But I have a question for you, Nadine. Yes, let's hear it. Um, I want to know, how do you make white people laugh? <laughs> All right, that is in fact the title of my book, How to Make White People Laugh. See, Stephen, preparation. Um, and okay, so I'll tell you guys the the behind the scenes 
reason for the title, uh, which is that I kind of feel like, you know, white people control a lot of stuff, like um, space, uh, the economy. I'm the one wearing the headphones among the three of us, for instance. <laughs> for right? example, head, headphone wearing, He's the one white audio monitoring, uh, war, um, yeah. just a lot of stuff. And uh, HBO's Game of Thrones, that's a big one. Um, and so I feel like, you know, in order to keep all of these things moving along, along swimmingly, we need to keep white people very happy and laughing and lubed up. Mm. Uh, and if we can... Uh, Al- Alcohol-wise or sexually lubed up? D- like, like all, m- m- all, all of it. Mood, uh, sexually, just laughing keeps so, you So, so far, in. I find nothing, as a white person, I find nothing to object to in your agenda. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I really want... Yeah, I'm not so sure I want to be lubed up. <laughs> but any Everyone kind of, wants any to be kind lubed, of lubed up. Don't lie. Don't lie. Any kind of lubing you Any want kind, at the moment. Yeah, L- lubing is a, as a larger umbrella term for something nice. Okay. Um, okay. And yeah, and I feel like if we do that, then then we would have fewer wars. Mm. That's so, my. So, so, so that's I see. The theory so it's not, behind it's not necessarily um, how to make white people laugh, although that's an important part. The real premise is is that. Listen, us non-white people, we really got to focus on making white people laugh so life will be better for us. <laughs> yes. That's what you're trying. That's the hidden message. But there's message. also an aspect of the title that is totally dumb and it's just like, I don't know. It, it's. It, I think it's also because I've, you know, because I'm like an Iranian-American muzz and I an spend— An Iranian-American muzz? Yeah, m- okay, Muslim okay. lady. But, okay, gotcha. And is muzz, muzz sounds so pejorative. Well, I'm taking it back. Is it? No, <laughs> no is it? it's not. It, it. It's just like She's a stupid thing mus. that I say. Another it's funny, in our family, we say. always take two syllable words and make it one. Portmanteauing or whatever. Like din, dinner. Oh, no, I not see. even no, no, the not opposite the of portmanteauing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it sounds cute and like, but it sounds like when you said Iranian American muzz, it sounds like something. Like a that, dirty word. Yeah, well, something that someone would call you and that it would feel hurtful. Has, is that what no. it was in your literally? Re- no, it's just you made it up. I just made it up. We'll dig even deeper into this question of the day right after this. Hey everyone, this is Scott Aukerman of Comedy Bang Bang. I want to tell you that now hear this is a brand new podcast festival that's happening this fall. Get ready for a weekend of live performances and opportunities to meet your favorite podcasters. Now Hear This will feature podcasting titans like me, Scott Aukerman, doing Comedy Bang Bang Live in addition to How Did This Get Made, WTF with Mark Marin, with special guest Lauren Lapkus, Brilliant Idiots, and more being announced all the time, including plenty more Earwolf and non-Earwolf favorites. It's all happening in Anaheim, California, October 28th through the 30th. You'll get Halloween off. Don't worry. Buy your tickets now and get all the details at nowhearthisfest.com. By the way, Iranians are white people, so... But I do not... See, this is a... Like, Was I just racist? <laughs> I am not a white. white people. I am definitely not a are white people. Are we white people since we're Jewish? I am a are brown we as, people. Are we yeah, as we're white, just a Semitic. Are we as white, are James and I as white as David Duke, even though we're Jewish? I mean, that's like a question that you guys should answer. I'm going to no, say no. No, we want you to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> if given the choice between, right. wait, between wait. joining. You don't want to be in the same pool. I, I think the, the litmus test, according to her, is do you own space or not? 
and I think you probably own space. Outer space? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean space? Like, like discursive space? No, no, didn't you say white people own space? Oh, yeah, yeah, like actual space. Yeah. Yeah. Outer, did outer you space. mean outer space or you meant I stuff? I meant like outer space. Oh, you yeah. did? Oh, yeah. sorry. You kind of own outer space. I didn't, I didn't know that. You're part of the group that owns outer space. I did once space. buy a star for a girlfriend with well, the International Star Registry. Was it shaped like the Star of David? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> then you're damned. You know, if damned you squinted, if you when you squint, they all kind of look like the Star of David. So, they, they look slightly less like the Star of David than the the, the average Donald Trump tweet. <laughs> also. So wait, let's say we agree with your premise. Yeah. Better to make white people laugh. How do you make white people laugh? Wait, 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 wait. We want to hear that. But you said, but James said, the, Iranians are white. Right, and I heartily disagree. you pointed a finger at me. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. you were so, mad at me. Yeah. So, but then on but the, this actually came up yesterday because... Comes up in your book. This this comes up, this is like all of my book is this thing issue. Preparation but, against uh, Stephen. Preparation. Stephen, are you learning? Um, basically, I grew up... Speaking Farsi at home and Azadi because my parents are from the Azerbaijan province of uh, Iran, whatever, it doesn't matter. We're Muslim, and I just grew up with an entirely different set of rules and culture and all of that. And then I would go walk out of my house and then be, you know, totally American, kind mm. of like everybody where else. Where was this? And you grew up where? In Palm Springs, California. Mm. It's a resort town, and there's a lot of retirees who obviously have enough money to retire like that and have a second home or whatever whatever it is they do. They're white. And they're white. <laughs> they're a vast majority they're white. Um, and then there's all the people who live there year-round, uh, and those are a different like set of people, I think. Not as white. Townies. Um, and I was a townie. So, which is not to say my parents, you know, did not beautiful, a, right? end up earning, you know, money in their lives. What was your parents' livelihood? My dad is a surgeon. My mom was a medical technologist for a while. What kind of surgeon? He is a cardiovascular and thoracic surgeon. Mm. And did your mom work with your dad? Um, for or, a while they did, and mm. then that ended. Did they train in Iran or here? So, so my mom trained here, and then my dad um, did part of his like surgical residency in Iran, and then did redid part like a bunch of it. And is he still here. working as a surgeon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's still I, I, he's a workaholic. Wow. I sound like I'm being just interested and curious Do in you, you need but a no, surgeon? I'm just always lining up uh, heart surgeons because I figure. <laughs> If, no matter if, where you if are. I, right, exactly. If I happen to be in California and have a heart <laughs> yeah, attack, yeah, yeah. No, I want to know I got know a guy. Somebody. I so, got a guy for you. Right. So Dr. Farsad yeah. Palm Springs, that's all I got to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, the only well, one. Well, that, in but the that's ambulance. interesting, Stephen. Do you think about that because your dad died when you were a young age oh, way of to, a heart way attack? Oh, way to put a cloud wow. over the sunshine, wow. James. Hey, have you read Turbulent Souls? Preparation? Stephen's excellent first book? You mean you came in to do a podcast with us without having read a book I, I wrote 14 years ago? Nagin, <laughs> how dare you? All right, anyway, so you've, <laughs> so, so, so you've written a book. Yeah. It's called How to Make White People Laugh. So it's about why it's worth it to make— No, it's actually about how. Well, that's, well, well first it's, it's the yeah. why, it sounds like, but then you also deal with the how. And I, I, I think— and, uh, well, what I really want to know Well, how? here's what I want to know. Want? How different is it to make white people laugh than non-white people laugh? Okay, that's so, like, the other side, like, you know, joke here is that it turns out what makes white people laugh is what makes everybody oh. laugh. Oh, because we're all God's children. Fart jokes, um, slipping on banana peels, um— Poop jokes, which are a different category than fart jokes. I'm going to go ahead and separate those two. Shark jokes, which um, is kind of in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sub, sub, subcategory. <laughs> um, it's a genealogy of 
<laughs> Jokes. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I, well, I think here, but here's a for real one. One, and this is, you'll see this all over comedy, is uh, what makes people laugh is self-deprecation. Like, people love to watch someone take a dump on themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just something I think that kind of brings people together is, you know, someone. Do you think that's a gimmick? So, for instance, somebody goes up and says, uh, I'm Italian-American from Brooklyn, and this is what my mom did. And that's kind of like a whole category. Everybody goes up and talks about their ethnic background and how their mom would do stuff. Right. You think that's a little gimmicky? You think comedy's moving beyond that? I'm sensing that? from your question that you think it's a little no, gimmicky. No, I actually don't know. I, I really want to know the answer. Um, You know, I love stories like that. I love hearing someone who, you know, whose mother gave them a bowl cut and sent them on to sixth grade and how embarrassing that was. And I just love those stories. I think those stories of, like, our personal humiliation, because I think so many people spend so much time trying to, like, like sugarcoat stuff and make it seem much better than it is. That's all of Facebook, right? Facebook is all just like, my life's amazing. Right, if it's not but, likable, it doesn't stay. Right. Some comedians don't right. do that. Comedians, comedians never well, why, that. But there must And have that's been, what makes there, them a different breed. But have there been any good comedians in the last generation or two who were the opposite of that? Who were like, whether it's fake bravado or not? Daniel Tosh. Uh-huh. Oh, who, who, right. Um, or like about how awesome I am. Yeah, I mean, but it feels like... You think it just it doesn't all work feels for like, comedy? Well, I feel like the bravado is is uh, is working as like a... It's still, you're still on yourself. Mm. No, but I would say Daniel Tosh, and I would say even Amy Schumer's persona is a little bit, has bravado. Yeah, not her real right. personality, but her persona, mm-hmm, which is, mm-hmm. she's self-deprecating, but not the, the persona Well, like these ridiculous things I do are actually awesome in a way. But they're all subverting the same, they're all kind of doing sideways versions of the same thing, which mm. is like, I, you know. Anthony Jeselnik has I'm, bravado in his act. You, uh, you're dropping just, some just bringing up my name. That's all, he do, that's all he does is watch his comedy. <laughs> do you know how many times he's watched you on YouTube? <laughs> I don't know. Like, we had to tape our... the keys down. He just wouldn't stop. Give me more Nagin Persaud. <gasps> Let me ask you a question. Hmm. What makes you laugh or happy besides comedy? Oh, okay. Can I tell you guys a, a dumb story? Love dumb stories. That's um, what this podcast I is was, about. It's, this is the hardest I've ever fact, laughed. Before we called this question today it was going to be dumb story dumb story yeah yeah so <laughs> give us what you got this is the hardest you've this ever is the hardest laughed I've ever, I think this is the hardest wow. I've ever laughed um, I was in uh, Boston I was visiting a friend of mine who was at Harvard not to brag um, <laughs> and uh, and so she picked me up from it's the, not a brag that you have a friend that went to Harvard it's like a new rule suddenly <laughs> like you know how you meet somebody from Harvard and within the first minute they always mention they're from Harvard 30 seconds now, and now it's, it's, if you now have a friend like a friend, who went to Harvard. A friend we have to know right. within 30 seconds Define down, you get twenty right. minutes. You get twenty minutes right. if you have a friend. Okay. Um, you so have anyways, a friend. And um she came to pick me up from the train station and she's like, Hey, before we go back to my place, let's pick up some sandwiches. Um and uh, and we were she was she was driving, whatever, and she's like, I'll stay in the car. It was really cold out and there was snow had had accumulated and there's like, you know, the the ground was frozen. There's a lot of ice, and she's like, "I'll just wait in the car, keep the car warm. You just go in and order, pick, bring it back." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And I was just going real slow on the ice leading up to the door, and I was just like, you know, I grew up in the desert, so like I don't know how to walk on ice still. Um, and I get in, I get the sandwiches, I come back out, and I'm painstaking, going very slowly, like just really, 
uh, careful on this ice. And I wa- I get in the car. I close the door. Um, I pull the, the seat belt down. I look over, and I am sitting in some <laughs> other person's car. <laughs> sitting in some oh. guy's car. Did you give him a sandwich, I hope? <laughs> and he looks at me, and he's like, I... I think you're in the wrong car. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These sandwiches are not for you. And I looked through the other side, and my friend is just hysterically laughing. She saw the thing all happen in slow motion, but was laughing so hard that she couldn't stop me from doing it, you know? And uh, and that's one of the I, the hardest I've ever laughed. Here's what we have lined up for the next episode of question of the day. What type of social scenario gives you the most social anxiety? Well, podcast recording. You know, I had a podcast earlier today and I secretly always hope before every single one of my podcasts that the person's not going to show up and then it's just going to be canceled because I get really nervous before every single podcast, 100% of them. That's kind of how I feel about every gig I ever have. You (laughs) are. No, I agree with you.